ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2, Part 2. Um, balls deep in a corona quiz with Russell Kane, so let's just go straight back into that. I've got a, a theory that some of the best relationships is is where the opposite, the things that drive you nuts are the things that make you successful. So the little opposite things that mm. do each other's head in between me and Lindsay, long-term mm. are the things that make it work. So I'm like, obviously, the mental meerkat, nine espressos, organising, tidying, everything uh-huh. sorted wanting to try and do as much as possible and Lindsay's like the chill out man so what we've missed the flight we can have a holiday at the airport instead she won a <laughs> so oh god everything last minute but we also that what's what keeps us straight because who gives a shit if the dishwasher isn't done that night and we do it in the morning who really gives a shit no one I feel like the answer to that is to you that. you give yeah. a shit <laughs> well I used to and she's, she's helped me to realise, yeah, fucking right. Yeah, we can go out to bed half an hour earlier, read in bed a bit and do the dishwasher when we've got energy in the morning. Actually, it actually makes more sense to do it that way. Oh, she's the yin to your yang. Exactly. It's needed. Yeah, we all need that. We, it's, you, I find like Urkan's got so many nice things that help calm me down because I'm the same. I can be very like 100 miles an hour, proper neurotic, a little bit a little bit anal um but uh he's just like super relaxed well he told me that was one of the things he liked about you (laughs) no i would never go up your butt (laughs) what's a positive trace a little bit anal but only on a friday after a drink (laughs) do do you think that's how he sounds (laughs) that's the voice i'm doing for him as for comedy purposes okay (laughs) He's I'm pretty sure he doesn't sound like that. <laughs> that was like a rat in rat, do we? Um, okay. <laughs> I rewatched that recently. Another one of my intellectual lockdown films. And I cried at the end of Ratatouille. That's how vulnerable I am. <laughs> oh, I cry at everything. Oh, mate, Absolutely everything. And the older you get, the worse it gets, you know. It oh, just gets... Uh, like Just the setup, just the swelling music. Now, my eyes fill with the swell of the music. Yeah, you're crying, aren't you? You're fucking crying. (laughs) She doesn't sound like Liam Gallagher, but she does when I do her. (laughs) I feel like as as I get older, I just I fall in all the traps. So you know, like I'd only actually cry when the dog died or the mum left. Do you know what I mean? I used to cry at the moment. None of the um, sneaky little techniques and the run up to to that moment they used to try and use didn't affect us. But now the second I hear that sneaky little music coming in, or I know the mum's sick, like I instantly just start to cry. It's like just the hint of it is enough for me now. I don't even have to see the actual moment. 
And I'm, I'm I'm reading this. I am still reading, believe it or not. I'm good. Audio books are my tip, by the way. All the, all those books you wish you'd read, but when you sit down with a book, you get bored. Find mm-hmm. some job you've been meaning to do, a cupboard you need to sort out, or clothes you need to go through. Put some earphones in, and I find if it's a mechanical task, I can absorb an audio book. So I've been doing loads of reading, but through my ears. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading Bill Bill Bryson. It's a guide to the body, and he literally goes around and goes, "This is how your ears work. This is how your eyes work. All this shit we should know. We live in these mm-hmm. fucking." of meat we should know how they work <laughs> and this will come as no surprise to most women but the 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 lobe part of your brain that the parts of your brain that deal with empathy and an ability to cry and get upset and identify with how other people feel that grows really fucking late so up until about 23 24 you literally don't even have the tools properly to empathize with someone crying across the room no and with men it doesn't finish growing till they're nearly 37 which will explain me. ladies they're all a bag of shite till they're 40 <laughs> <laughs> oh no i went younger with urkan he's 26 so does that honestly mean i've got 14 years to wait till he can no, understand why i'm crying at bambi as long as you keep him locked in this domestic setting you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> you're going no way the third year of lockdown, Erkan. I mean, you couldn't write it, could you? Um, Russell, I'm finished with the game. Well done. You did fantastically. Oh, um, sounds as though you're riding that corona coaster of emotions pretty well, if I'm, I'm being honest with you. I can't get off halfway through. Nah, you, you're committed now, mate. You may as well do the best you can. Um, I just wanted to say I'm, I'm really glad you came to do this. I've always been a big fan of yours. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, welcome. Um I think I love your stand-up comedy. I've seen you a good couple of times now. You're fucking hilarious. You don't need me to tell you that. I'm not just stroking your ego. Um, but what Always I love welcome. most, <laughs> what I love most about you is um, I've met a lot of comedians, and I'm so ex- it's just probably a normal thing. Like I'm so excited to see them because I've loved watching their stand-ups or I've got the DVDs, yeah. and I just imagine they're going to be the person that they are on stage. And when I bounce over to them in typical like Vicky Patterson fashion. I terrify them. I absolutely terrify them. I'm loud. I'm in your face. I'm exactly what you think I'm going to be, but would actually <laughs> hope I probably wouldn't be. Um, <laughs> they just look terrified. And it, it it's almost like, and they fight against it because you can see them struggling to try and be like that version of themselves off the telly or mm. that one that everyone wants to see. But what I love about you is you're just really honest and say like, like when I'm on stage, that is one person. When I'm off, it's a slightly like I'm slightly more introverted. I just really admire your honesty, I suppose. Well, there's two types of comic, broadly speaking, in my opinion. There's very talented writers and craftsmen who are, <laughs> let's be honest, the ones that people will remember in 100 years' time, Daniel Kitson, Stuart Lee, Bill Hicks, those people. Mm. I'm never going to be one of those. Mm. I'm just someone... I'm not, I keep going about my background, but it does mean something if you come from a council estate in this country because it's fucking hard to get mm. over your, where you're born in this country. Uh, who's My personality, yes, I know it's a slightly more adrenaline, confident version on stage, but all I've done is monetize my personality. People listening to this now can hear, by the way, I'm speaking. There's not much gap really between this and then when you hand me a microphone and I go on stage and start trying to make everyone laugh. I've just sort of roughly the same person. I mean, there's a guy from the Northeast who's doing really well called Chris Ramsey. He's he's like me. He's just the same, pretty much the same bloke off stage as he is on. And uh, 
that's that that's re- then why there isn't much gap between when you meet me when I'm when I'm on stage and when I'm off mm. is purely because that I was just a very sort of a hundred miles an hour extrovert person always trying to make everyone laugh. I just never realised there was a job for me. And the other reason is maybe with your personal experience of meeting me is I've grown up. I lived with my nan for three years with these ultra loud, ultra confident, gobby women. <laughs> come from a council area. Yes, my dad was around, but let's be honest, it's mostly women. It's oh, mostly yeah. women leaving <laughs> households in a sort of dad-shaped hole in the wall where he fucked off when he was six months old. So <laughs> it's more normal for me for a woman to walk into the room and go, this is the way it's going to fucking be, I'm, I'm here. And, of course, that's, that's who I've married as well. Nice whisper. So do you know what I mean? I think, like, some men maybe are a little bit, even now in 2020, don't know how to handle a, a woman that knows her shit and doesn't give a shit. I mean, that's how I want my daughter to grow up, not just confident in that sort of route one feminist way with equal wages and can speak her mind and is body confident. I mean, that's just taking it around. It's more powerful <laughs> than that is the ability now and again to not give a shit what anyone mm. thinks. And that's something I think women get to experience a lot less than men. Like I'm on yeah. holiday, I could walk out if I wanted in shits women trunks belly like that with a beer and everyone will think I'm a fucking legend they won't be judging me <laughs> whereas it's harder for a woman to walk through life mm. and go today I don't give a shit and then there not be backlash yeah. so I love it up north because there's there's mums and aunties like auntie Christine my, my mother-in-law's sister she doesn't give a shit if it's in her <laughs> head she just fucking speaks it and you're gonna deal with the consequences oh I love her that's a type of power yeah. that often gets overlooked in the favour of women should be barristers. Yes, of course, women should be barristers on equal pay. But what about the power of being released mm. from not giving a shit? That's yes. ultimate power. Because then you can do anything. You can be a barrister. You can do what you like. I think, like, for me, being a feminist or whatever, I just see it as allowing women to do whatever they want to do. It's that liberation. So if that is being a feminist, sorry, being a solicitor or being a TV presenter or or being whatever it is you want to be, then that's super. But if that is being a homemaker, like, let's not judge that either. Like, that's a choice. And as long as the woman's made it herself, then that is a feminist decision and we should all support it. The way, part of the problem is how society's set up, of course, because blokes don't get enough support when a baby's born. So you can go out as a couple with the best intentions and then you find out, hang on, Erkan's got three weeks paternity leave. How does that fit with a woman not having to do stuff she doesn't want to have to do? It should be, if you want to take two years off paid or a year off paid or whatever it's going to be, you should be able to split it however you fucking want as a couple. Yeah, You should be able to split it 50-50. He does does six months and you do six months because only then – which is what they've mm-hmm. done in Denmark and all those other countries, will you see yeah. the wages of men and women equalised? Because as soon as you have a baby, society is set up against you, really. Economically, yeah. it's harder to make it work. All of these progressive ideals we have of like, oh, if the man wants to stay home and look after the baby and all that, they kind of they fall short when you realise, like, oh, no, he's only got three weeks and he does have to go back. How are you going to make that work in the real world where you're both on a 20 grand a year? You need, you need both need your money. Mm. So you're going to take wherever the most paid baby leave is and sat mm-hmm. for some reason literally for no reason at all in this country mm-hmm. anymore into it it's, it's all on the female side why what is it i could i couldn't provide for my daughter you just get, get a fucking banging breast pump off amazon <laughs> fill the freezer full of milk i'm not being horrible girls but you know i would be totally fine you go and work your tits off if that's what you want to do and i can, I can look after. <laughs> there's no excuse really is there not really nah, not, anymore. Nah. not all the science and all the knowledge we've got 
there's, I, I think um, I, th- I think we're on the cusp of something very exciting, and it should be changing soon. I think there's Absolutely. lots of move, lots of movements happening, and we can no longer ignore this huge divide. Um, Russell, you yourself have a really successful podcast that I'm looking forward to coming on in the future. Boys yeah. don't cry. That's um, it, that's yeah. All about like sort of how blokes blokes' relationship with mental health really, isn't it? Well, yeah. So I do. I do two. I do one called Evil Genius, where I take mm-hmm. historical characters and uh, and people have to reassess them and then vote evil or genius. Could be Gandhi, could be Roald Dahl, could be anyone. And I do another <laughs> one. Like, funny enough, I was watching Loose Women one day, and I thought, why is there not? Why is there not a male version of it? The male version of that is men talking about football or saying tits and laughing. That's that's all. You can <laughs> or at the extreme end. Everyone in cardigans with digestive biscuits talking about mental health. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a place for men mm-hmm. sat in a circle talking seriously about mental health. But for a large minority or even the majority of men, they just get a bit self-conscious and I just feel a bit fucking stupid talking about stuff like that and show, yeah. which is why men are so much worse at mental health, which is why the suicide rate is higher, which is why we have all these problems because we are worse talking about stuff. So my idea was... What if men were forced to talk about the things that, particularly women, but everyone wished they spoke about, but we always use in humour. If it's, if, even if it's only there in the background for some of the chats, humour is there. Because going on, if you speak to your fella, going on the WhatsApp groups, mm-hmm. the only way you can get anything substantive out of a man is to send about four jokes first. Yeah. And then go, how's your relationship? Is it well? Is a goat fucking someone in China? You have to immediately send some. <laughs> goat porn afterwards <laughs> to trick Dave, Gary and Terry into telling you how they feel. So my, my thought was, get, let's get two blokes. Let's go, right, we're going to talk about body. What do men really think about body here? I'm, I'm, I know women would love to know what mm. men, not what we say when you ask us, mm. but what we really think about height, about weight, about our weight, about our men's height, about men's body. Here. What, what do I think of the fact that I now fucking shave my chair? Is that fucked up? Is it polite? <laughs> Is it justice? And I think girls would love to hear men, particularly men that aren't used to talking like that, talking about it. And then I thought, I can't really do that without a female adjudicator because mm-hmm. blokes very quickly slip into, well, you know what girls think. So the idea was that I'd have a female, I call her the auditor, to jump in and go, actually, you're wrong there. I've got fucking loads of girl mates. <laughs> you know, so that's what it is. It's two blokes with a female adjudicator. Mm-hmm. talking about the stuff they you know girl why why are you liking my best friend's picture on instagram dave why did you do it girls want to know the answer to that question <laughs> they want to know why if you love me why have you done it well mm-hmm. we go into why yeah of and course. can i ask what is the answer why because i would like to know that too <laughs> sadly what what girls have to get their head around is mm-hmm this idea that there's this whole unspoken complicated text under some male actions some of them are Uh quite simple and if I could give you one diagram to take away from this it would Uh be a pump with a stick on the end that is mostly (laughs) what your man is um I want to know how you're coping in lockdown Russell we've heard little bits I know you've quite enjoyed it but do you do you have any specific techniques or ways that you're finding like to to keep your mental health where it should be yeah Listen, I've never done exercise in my life. I've always been a fucking pepper army with hair on. But <laughs> it's, it's so important, even if it's five minutes a day. And I, I'm allowed to say what I like because I 
started life in a mother and freaking baby shelter, then a council flat, then a council house, then student accommodation. I've lived in dressing rooms on the I've lived in every shape of accommodation. So don't come <laughs> at me with you. It's all right. You've got a big house shite because I've lived in all those places. And mm-hmm. you can, without leaving a bed sit, do a, an amazing workout. You can get some resistance bands off mm-hmm. Amazon. They're a few quid. You can, with a resistance band, you can hang it off a door. You can stretch, even jogging on the spot. I cannot tell you it will sort your head out. Even if you if if you're wheelchair bound, do something with your arms. Just do something. Just get yourself moving once a day and make it regular. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do this. Stick to days. Get routine going. Read books you've never read. If you fall asleep when you're reading, get Audible or an audio book. Put some ears in and do some a job you've been willing to do. Expand your brain. And if you've got kids, play with them <laughs> and cook cook it takes up time it's a pleasurable creating something if you can't cook learn oh so this podcast is obviously called vicky patterson the secret Two. this particular one is surviving the laws of lockdown is that your advice is it exercise cook yeah keep just i think it's one of those things just keep swimming even if it's only a small breaststroke the moment you (laughs) stop and there's this ocean of time in front of you and all the economic and mental health stuff with there's always that chance of just the chin just going there on the water. So just find little things, build a structure, set a schedule at the beginning of the week. It could be the silliest thing you do, right? On Monday, I'm going to clean the bedroom. Wednesday, I'm going to clean the bathroom. I've got the, I'm going to listen to this podcast here. You know, how does, how does the solar system work? I'm going to learn it and <laughs> put it in your ears. Just get some structure in your life and keep doing stuff. Don't descend to, into tracky bottom inertia. Tracky bottoms are good, but inertia isn't. <laughs> Well, Russ, I think that was great advice and it's been a proper pleasure having you. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Hi, I'm DeLon Grant. And I'm Francesca Ramsey. And together we host the podcast, Let Me Fix It. Each week we explore something from the past and then we pitch how to fix it for today. But forget about the past. Let's talk about the new show of the moment. DeLon, did you get a chance to watch the new Queenie trailer I sent you? How dare you send me this amazing <laughs> show that took me back to every messy breakup I've ever had. Thank God I had you through my 20s. Now, you could not pay me to go back and relive those days. But thankfully, we will be living as Queenie navigates her messy 20s. The new series Queenie is now streaming on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. if you guys know or not I have referenced it a couple of times on my Instagram but for about the last six months maybe a little bit over that now actually I have been speaking to a life coach and I think he's wonderful but I'm a little bit biased (laughs) anyway um, he has helped me a lot in particular over the last couple months to deal with some of the darker moments and some of the harder times of lockdown and selfishly I have been keeping him and all of these wonderful teachings to myself (laughs) but I've decided enough's enough and I need to share me toys. (laughs) So here is the wonderful Bill to give you guys some top tips on how to deal with the lows of lockdown. Welcome Bill. (laughs) Good afternoon Miss Patterson, how are you? How are you? 
Um, well, lovely and sunny outside and um, busy, busy, busy like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's some of the famous Bill positivity there straight away. <laughs> <laughs> so in today's episode of Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2, we are looking at surviving the lows of lockdown and you've helped me so much, not just like over the last six months, but also in particular when things were getting really tough in the last couple of months. And I want to know what your top tips for everybody out there were to dealing with the lows of lockdown. Wow, where do we start? Um, <laughs> no, it's so broad. It's so broad. Condense your knowledge, Bill. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, the, the analogy that I try to tell people is that eight weeks ago when we went into lockdown, we basically went into a dark tunnel that we'd never been in before. And I think what it done, it made everybody look at all the things they'd never looked at before, but they promised themselves they would. And I think what what this whole experience is really telling us and asking us is to look at all those hidden demons that that fears that we never sort of bothered to look at or wanted to share or or just sort of put, you know pour the light on so you know we, we've now been asked in this tunnel which I think we're still in going to be in you know a lot of us are going to be in for, for several months mm-hmm. and we're being asked to look at all of the things that that are tripping us up our self-sabotaging habits and you know Vicky you know at the end of the day, we've all got our own things that do trip us up. Yeah. And I think what this experience has done is, is, is poured an x-ray, almost like a microwave, onto our our unprocessed, unrealized, unexpressed emotions that have mm. been sitting underneath the surface. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, I've done some incredible coaching with different people around the world in the last eight weeks, you know, new people that have come on board, people like yourself. And people have grown exponentially. I know it seems... You know, we've only been eight, in, in eight weeks, but it feels like eight years, you know, mm-hmm. because we've all changed on a mindset. And, you know, you know, some of the things I mean, give me some of the tips that you like out of the favorite and then I'll. I'll run through what um, you know what the general top ten is. Yeah, <laughs> for me, what the best tip you gave me, Bill, and this was something you taught me outside of lockdown, but it's applied so perfectly to this particular circumstance, was the bounce back ability list. That's been one of the, like, the favorite, my favorite things you've taught me. Brilliant, brilliant, <laughs> and, and, and and sort of you you took it on board. You know, you're a you, you Vicky. You know, you don't mess around. If you're <laughs> You are on both feet in girl. You know, there is no half measures with you. And, and what was great is that you grabbed it because whether you call it bounce, but I call it build the castle. Mm-hmm. I also call it power hour. And and what the science shows and what, you know, science is, is great, but it's only, a you know, a philosophy um, until you put it into practice. And what I've found with clients in the last eight weeks, it's it's it was a powerful practice like journaling anyway, but what Bounce Back has done, you know, Build Your Castle, is that if you control the first hour of the, you know, of every day, there's a pretty much, you know, there's a really good chance that you could control the whole of your day. And so what I try and encourage is to, you know, because the problem is nowadays, none of us have alarm clocks. We use our phones, don't we, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, yeah. to go off. Yeah. And literally within 10, 20, 30 seconds, we're picking our phone up and we are literally straight on social media, straight on yeah. Facebook, straight on Instagram. And it is so bad for us because... Toxic, you know, sitting, isn't it? Letting oh, all those demons in straight away. It's just, you know, and we get BBC News and Guardian and whatever news channel and, and straight away. And the problem is when we're coming out of those sleep states, you know, alpha, beta, 
theta, delta. You know, when we're waking up the first two or three minutes, we're not really awake. And the problem is our doors of perception, you know, what we embed into mm-hmm. our, our subconscious, literally hard, you know, all that hard drive goes right, dumps into our subconscious. So yeah. the problem is the minute we're looking at, and of course, you know, there is no other stories other than the top 20, which is everything to do with, you know, coronavirus. Uh-huh. So straight away, we're dumping fear into our hard drive. And of course, we're getting anxious and, you know, ang- you know anxious sort of, you know, stressed and, and all those sort of horrible sort of, um, um, you know, adrenaline rushes and things like that. So the thing is with this build, you know, build your castle, power hour, you know, bounce back is make sure for the first hour, you don't let any external social media, you know, um, media platforms do not let anything in on your phone yeah. and decide that you're going to build your castle because if you build your castle strong from the moment in the you know first moment you wake up you, you know whatever cannonballs will be thrown <laughs> at your castle and it is vicky you know this you know whatever cannonballs you guys are going to get off the media you're going to get challenges you're going to get instagram sort of bullets coming at you um you know if you build your castle strong you'll be able to last the day and then you start yeah. again the next day and you build the castle. I mean, I mean, you know, the, the, the favorite things for me, I mean, me, me and my wife, Jane, we do a meditation every morning for about 20 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, and, and that I is wish I could get into that, Bill. I need to get into oh, that, man. I'm so bad. It's, go on, go on. What, uh, what's your problem with that? Like, I mean, mine just wonders, man. Like instantly when, when, I, when I'm not being challenged, when I'm not being like stimulated, like, instantly my mind just goes to like dark places so you know me I need to be like on an exercise bike or like doing some sort of exercise or like properly challenged for us to calm down something like meditation still gives me anxiety (laughs) I know it works for loads of people Oh, and the thing is, is to to not think that you're some sort of guru that's cross-legged. You know, <laughs> that's the image I've got in my head. <laughs> I mean, we've all got that. We've all got the Buddha sort of bellies to go with it now after this lockdown, haven't we? Well, after so, all, I added what COVID ten ten pound. <laughs> <laughs> So we've all got the Buddha belly. So, you know, we don't have to light the candles and we don't have to do all the sort of chimes and that. I mean, meditation, you can even do a meditation, you know, um, or mindfulness practice when you're walking, you know, walking through a park or something like that. You know, as long as you're engaged and you're present with what's going on around you. And that's what meditation is, is trying to quieten the mind. So yeah. if you struggle like you do, Vic, and, and lots of people do, you know, sat in bed or sat on the floor in the morning, laying on, on the floor, don't worry about it. You know, try and just go out into nature, go out, in, you know, by a river. If you're lucky, you live near a park or just go for a run. That is still a form of mindfulness practice. If you're in the moment and not thinking about things of the future or worries and resentments from the past. So mindfulness is really about putting your feet where you are now mm-hmm. and not drifting off into the future fears or past regrets. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. You're a big advocate. I bet you in, on your bounce back list, part of it is nature, isn't it? Because you proper believe in getting out in nature for your mental health. God. Well, it is. You know, we're lucky. We've got a scientist who's one of the top guys in the world, um, just half an hour up the road in Exeter. And, and he's done all the research about the power of getting out into nature and the power of trees and um, walking by rivers, walking by the sea, you know, getting your shoes. I mean, there's a great um, science that's building called earthing. And it's basically about if you're out in the grass in your garden or you're in a park, get your shoes and socks off and get your feet on the earth. Because it's mm. a great healing aspect 
Um, the science all backs it up now. He's just finished mm-hmm. um, in January a two-year um, big like project, and the people that that got out into nature, got into tree, you know, went. There's a lot of wild um, water swimming. That sort of thing is really increasing now. And people that basically get out of nature leave their tech at home and get, you know, leave the phone at home. I know some people are going to, you know, someone's like not going out with your heart, Miss Patterson. Isn't it? And, yeah, you know, um, I've, I've got problems, Bill. <laughs> Don't put me on blast. It's called, a, it's called attachment. And um, so we're going to work on that in the future. And um, but it's, it's not, it's not, it's the same for most of us. We've all got that addiction. We've become yeah. so used to it. Um, and we have, you know, withdrawal symptoms almost. And so, the, you know, the basis is if we can get out in nature and get our shoes off, walk a bit, just be present with what's going wrong I mean, without waiting for a phone to sort of ping. You know, my number one thing is nature, as you know. Another thing that I love is um, um, creativity, you know, like sort of, you know, doodle, get your pens out, go and do some because we, we get so fixated on making a to do list. But it's a very bullet point, black and white ink you know, on, on white paper and sort of bullet points for the day. Well, I get people to do um, their uh, affirmations, you know, for the day of, of mm-hmm. um, intentions and aims and objectives and get your coloured pens out and do sort of scribbling and do a bit of art and, you know, do it in a sort of a picture form for your, you know, to-do list for the day. And that's really creative because it's getting yeah. out of your, you know, I don't know if you will have a go at that and we uh, we could we could try that one, Vicky. <laughs> It's weird because the way you describe to-do lists is exactly how I do them. It's like very much rigid bullet points to the to, like definitive to the point, and I like to tick things off. The idea that I'd like explore my creative side through that it just hadn't occurred to us. But I do, I do think I need to nurture my creative side a bit more. I think I do that with reading a little bit. Does that count? Yeah, yeah, reading's good. Reading would be in the bounce back as well, the, the builder castle, because you know, reading reading is something particularly if it's not reading anything that's going on with today's you know virus pandemic anything like that so you want like you know i'm always encouraging people escapism you know read a nice book you know that's completely unrelated to what's going on at the minute because we get enough of that stuff in the day and with stories from relatives and friends anyway don't we on on the get a nice little bit of chick lit or something well you know well and, and, and this comes on to another one, you know, if you can't read it, do what you do and write it. Exactly. Oh, very it nice book. link there, Bill. Very smooth. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, write seriously. Writing is, um, you know, this is coming on to journaling. So, um, you know, journaling is proven. I mean, in the last eight years, I've done a bit of a research and asked people, what is their number one coaching, self-coaching exercise um, that has been your favorite of the year that's made the most impact and it's journaling you know right. a journal as you know Vicky you know when you started journaling a, a journal is like a mirror it's a perfect best buddy book because it will help you to get all of your stuff you know what's working for you in your life what's not working and why yeah oh no I love journaling I get a real sense of satisfaction out of it and it's it's incredible how you can start the session um for everyone who can't see me at home I have a Harry Potter journal <laughs> it brings me endless joy <laughs> um and I, I just uh, can start with a thought or a feeling or sort of where I want like 
a problem I've been agonizing over. And um, I just, I, I work it out. I work, I work through it. And by the end, I'm, I'm normally crying by the end of my journaling, journaling on, I, I get a real sense of relief. Um, so yeah, it's one of my favorite aspects of our teaching so far, I think, Bill. <laughs> oh, brilliant. It, it, it's proven. All of my clients love it. You enjoy it. You know, the, my, my thing is always, and I'll give you a couple more, but my thing is always don't listen to what works for other people you know there might be 99 people that a particular practice like journaling works for Mm -hmm. but you might be the one Vicky you know or someone might be the one that is it just doesn't work for and that's okay because my thing in the whole of this self-coaching is you know you are the scientist to your own life Mm -hmm. so give something a chance you know that's new I don't care if a lot of people it works for try and find your own slipstream your own zone your own lane at what practices work for you in this build the castle, you know, this power hour in, in the morning. So, you know, another one which you've done before is the gratitude. I love the gratitude one. Um, and I've been seeing more and more of it at the moment because evidently, like, it's a really tough time. And I think people are struggling with their mental health more than ever. Um, so I think people are, are clinging to this and it's such a lovely one so I try and say like three things every every morning or every night that I am super grateful for um and it just I don't know it just makes it for starters it puts you in such a good frame of mind and secondly it reminds you like you have so many things to be appreciative for and we are so lucky and yeah, your day just doesn't seem as hard or as bad when you've started it off with something like that. <laughs> oh, well done. And it does, as you know, it works because, you know, I call it bookending. So yes. the minute you wake up, make it the first practice of your bounce back or your your power hour. You know, name three things that you're really grateful because a lot of people are, I, I, you know, this is probably happening to us all. A lot of people are having really wild, wacky dreams at the minute because everything's oh, yeah. going down. Well, you know, and nightmares. You know, a lot of people aren't sleeping, you know. I dreamt that I was a sausage roll the other week. (laughs) And I bet you ate it. I bet you ate it. (laughs) I mean, I've had a couple through lockdown life, but no, I didn't eat myself. (laughs) (laughs) Laughter. I mean, you know, you like this more than anything. When you're feeling down, get, you know, we both like friends, as you know. And, and, you know, you know, friends, modern family for us. You know, um, whatever your thing is, you know, you've got the not nine o'clock news, whatever your comedy thing is. We know that when we got comedy on, we release these lovely chemicals in the body and the brain, you know, endorphins, you know, dopamine, serotonin, you know, these in floods, you know. So laughter, being playful, all of that sort of stuff is really going to lift us, isn't it? You know, it's yes. gonna make us feel, you know, we need to do it, even though we don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. make ourselves do it and within two you know what, what's the sort of the, the analogy about the gym isn't it the hardest bit is getting there <laughs> it's you know, true isn't it? <laughs> you know we all know that I'm myself to go. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember what a gym looks like now but um <laughs> I can remember yeah um so you know the, the big thing is making sure that we just get the body to to change the state you know yeah. that, that's that's the sort of the the, the best thing um another thing if you're into this, Vicky, you've probably not done this. Cold, cold shower. Cold shower. Oh, stop. Well, I had my fair share of them in the jungle, man, Bill. I've turned me back on that choice. No way. <laughs> well, you've done it. You've been there. Because what, what, what you'll know and what you'll remember 
is that it will change your state. Like if you're in a bit of a depression, a bit mm-hmm. of being down, if you're feeling just not like yourself and there's something like not right, mm-hmm. what, a, what a cold shower will do in 10, 20 seconds, because you're so concentrating on the physical sensations, mm-hmm. it almost takes the, the angst and the stress and the, and the anxiety away. So it's a great little trick. It is. It does. It does work. It's so weird that you say it, but honestly, like it's moments like that that don't leave you. You remember having cold showers, don't you? So I've always, if I've ever been in an ice bath after a particularly hard, like physical thing, if I've ever had cold shower, like in the jungle, I can remember like all you're focusing on is like, oh my God, this is so cold. It's so bloody cold that every, all your other thoughts, they just go out the window, don't they? So that is a really good one and such a really quick way to help boost your mood. That is so simple. That's a good one, Bill. 20 seconds. That's what it would do. You get in a cold shower, you know you're only concentrating on the gold. <laughs> whatever you were worried about, whatever you were stressed about, you do not care. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And and the final one really is, you know, what I call an RAK, you know, a random act of kindness. Oh, this you is know, my favourite as well. <laughs> uh, I, this is a really good one because we get so caught up with our own stuff and, and we almost get like a carousel. We're going round and round and round and round. Mm. And what we really need to do is put our own stuff aside and think, what one or two or three good things could I do? It might be a phone call to someone. It might be sending yeah. flowers to an auntie. It might be doing something for your partner. It might be ringing your, one of my daughters, one of my five daughters. Um, it yeah. might be... Um, surrounded by boobs. <laughs> And, and, you know, 80% of my client base are women. And um, so, um, yeah, I mean, this is that really good sort of, you know, um, do something for something, do something for someone else and you will straight away get the the, the feedback that will take the angst off of you and then make you feel good. So, I mean, that's a great one. Random acts of kindness. They're all so lovely, Bill. Um, I know myself, I practice a couple, but there's definitely a few you've mentioned that I'd like to work in when I am feeling the laws of lockdown truly taking a hold. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing those. Lovely. Nice to see you all, guys. (laughs) You're the best, Bill. Thank you. And I hope you deal with the laws of lockdown very well. (laughs) Lovely. You take care. Speak to you soon, Vicky. Take care, Bill. Thank you. Well, there you have it, guys. Episode two of Vicky Patterson, The Secret Two. I hope you've enjoyed today. had a little giggle, took something away from it, maybe. Um, if you are enjoying, please subscribe, tell your mates about it, leave a review, do all of the amazing podcasty things you're meant to do because I'm having a really nice time and enjoying doing this and I'd like to make more. So, love you lots and hope to see you next week. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling 
all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> 